everybody. Welcome back to Never Knows Best Radio. I am your host, Player One, and I'm in the zone with Moody once again. Hello. We know it's been quite a while since we talked to you guys, but we're going to get into that later on the show. I mean, on the live front, I had some personal things going on, and Moody probably had some things going on on his end. So, you know, this whole episode is rants, reviews, reflections, and revenge of the fifth. That is because it's May the 5th, Happy Cinco de Mayo to all of our Hispanic listeners. We do see you out there giving our support. So, peace and love. Let's get into the show. Oh, man. Well, we are finally back from the big snap of 2018. Avengers Endgame hit the theaters last week. And I'm, I'm, I think it's a good time to talk about it now. So, yeah. I went to see it twice opening weekend. I was standing, standing super hard for the movie. Um, and I know it was like a jam pack. So, of the... Of the dichotomy that is NKB Radio, um, Moody was the one who who had to vanish because he couldn't make it to see it. So yeah, see, look. First of all, I'm not entirely huge on movies in general. I'm not like a huge movie goer or watcher at home or anything like that. So it's kind of tough for me to go out in the first place. Second of all, I don't even know if any of my friends have seen it yet, and they were super hyping it up. I think a couple of them did. But on their own. You got me into the Avengers movies. Uh, did I? You did. Wow. Okay. I remember, uh, what was it, like 2012. Okay. We had, wow. Yeah. It was when the, because I, I only know that because that's when the first one came out. Mm. And we were in like a science class and you were telling me about the shawarma scene. And I was oh, like. Oh, yeah. And I was like, all right, all right, I'm going to go see it. Okay. And so like, because I, I, was, I, was I was a DC guy up until mm. uh, the Avengers. and everything. I mean, like I knew about like X-Men and all that stuff. Yeah. But that was. Like X Men, Spider Man, Fantastic Four. Anybody who wow. had a movie, I knew about because then after I saw the movie, I'd pick up their comic. But I was okay. Every, but I was primarily a DC guy up until then. Right now, Marvel, Marvel, yeah. still Marvel, just because they're they're winning cinematically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while since I picked up a comic book, but yesterday was Free Comic Book Day, so it must have been really hard to be a DC fan and like maintain your DC ness through this whole like last decade you know like maintain like i'm a hardcore diehard only dc guy like it must be hard to be that kind of guy right now yeah yeah it, it must be very hard i'm you not gonna get lie made fun of everywhere for real. dude 2007 was a strong foot for dc because that's when the batman begins came out mm-hmm. then like 2008 2009 we got 2008 when that came yeah. out yeah 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 it was about 08 that's when uh the dark knight yeah, the yeah dark, I think so. Yeah, The Dark Knight came out, then it just started going downhill. It was either six or eight. It was after that, it started going downhill. Mm-hmm. Had a redeeming moment with Man of Steel. Yeah. And then, well, I thought I enjoyed Man of Steel okay. thoroughly. You might be one of the only people. Uh, I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, but just because, one, it was Superman with actual muscle tone. That's like one thing I started okay. noticing is like, now superheroes are actually on like a superhero regiment. The actors yeah. are on like that regiment to get their bodies right, and so yeah. now they're not like built like those big burly dudes from like the 1940s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, gotcha. Like Adam West Batman. Yeah, so they're not like yeah. Adam West Batman, but like I just I enjoy Cavill as Superman. I mean, okay. I know a lot of people were complaining he's not this, he's not that. Whatever, I like it. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, I mean, like I think DC also just you know they've got like. 
a couple heroes that you can say, yeah, that's my favorite. That's my favorite DC hero. But it's like, of course, that's your favorite DC hero. You can't pick anybody else. With Marvel, you got a whole plethora of people now who've got their own movies and shit that you can be like, yeah, that's my favorite. Like, my favorite's Captain Marvel. Nobody's gonna look at you twice now if you say that. Yeah. Maybe 15 years ago, somebody'd been like. Why do you like Captain Marvel? What's who is that? I mean, that would have been a, like a thing a comic reader would have said. Yeah. But now, like everybody's got a movie. Mm-hmm. People can say I like Doctor Strange. People can say they like uh, Ant Man. Which yeah. You know, okay, okay, if you do, but you know, it's whatever. I mean, DC we, ain't got that. D- DC was just. I think they were trying to turn making movies into a foot race. Yeah. I mean, for they, sure they did. Ju- I heard Shazam was really good. I'm just not gonna go see it. It just it looked kind of corny based on the trailers. I'm not gonna lie. Apparently, a lot of people like it because it like channels the energy of the original Spider-Man movies with um, Toby. Yeah, hmm. yeah. It channels the the energy of those where it's like not taking itself super seriously. It's very comic book e. Where a lot of the Marvel movies are just like action movies now they're not really comic book movies they just have comic book characters in them yeah uh, shazam's actually like a comic book movie that's what a lot of people have been saying about it it's just fun it doesn't make a ton of sense really when you like start diving into it but you don't want to dive into it you don't want to start looking at the nitty-gritty of it and picking it apart because then it turns into a bad movie well I but mean, if you just take it at face value it's like a fun experience throughout is what people say well it's got to make some sense i mean if they want to have an established universe you know i don't know if they do with Shazam. I'm. I think Shazam might have been a one-off. No, it's not a one-off. Is it not? No, because uh. Batman exists in that universe, and they're aware of the existence of other superheroes, so it completely <sighs> switches tones. Imagine if the original Spider-Man movies with Toby. Imagine if they tried to work him into Batman. Like, imagine how bad that would have been. I try. Imagine trying to mix the Dark Knight with Toby Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah. It. It doesn't work. Yeah, that feels like. Uh, it. I feel like I'm trying to think of like the way the tone actually I'm trying to think of like two Marvel movies where the tone completely shifted and it hasn't you can you can look at maybe Guardians of the Galaxy and the early Thor movies or something like that but even then they had like campy moments yeah so I'll okay I'll say Guardians because Guardians was like definitely more lighthearted mm-hmm. because I mean their their leaders like a group also Guardians was probably the most lighthearted uh, Marvel movie compared to the Winter Soldier, something okay. that was like, yeah, very grounded, a lot darker. Yeah. I just wouldn't see that that energy meshing well yeah. as a uh, full story. But then, when you have the original, well, I say original, even though it was like a couple years ago, but the Avengers, the Avengers Endgame, is that the first movie? What's no, it called? that's just the original event. Oh, it's just bad. Avengers. I thought it had a, a, a subtitle or something. It's just Marvel's uh, Avengers. I mean, okay. if you want to get technical. Yeah, but when you have the original Avengers movie where they mesh Guardians of the Galaxy with everyone else, it doesn't feel weird at all. Oh, yeah. okay. So you're talking about normal. last year? Yeah. Oh, that's last Infinity year, War. Oh. Infinity War. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, Excuse Infinity me. War. My bad. Okay. Um, you said you said first movie, so I'm like, oh wow, like all the way back. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Infinity War. When you take that and you mix everybody together, it doesn't feel weird at all. It just feels completely natural. Like all these characters. Like of course they're in the same universe. Yeah, it makes sense. But with DC back in the day, at least there would have been no way. It would have been no way to make those characters mix well. I mean, maybe if you took Spider-Man three. Because they started trying to mess with being serious and like edgy and angsty and stuff like that. Maybe if you took that version, it mm-hmm. could have meshed with the Dark Knight and everything. But even then, I'm not really sure. It would have been it would have been a mess. 
it would have been what Marvel should have been a mess, yeah. but somehow they've made it work. They've Marvel it Marvel together. works in phases, and DC's just kind of throwing darts at the board and seeing what's yeah. sticking on and what's getting closer to that bullseye because their their movies are kind of spotty, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like in the '90s we had like Batman, and then in 06 or 05 we had Superman Returned which was a yeah. continuation from the movies all the way back in like the 70s and 80s which is weird so yeah that's that's yeah. like so much but um hell let me just talk in game dude what are yeah, we what ahead. are we doing why go are we getting ahead. on this tangent yeah I, know. I mean oh man in game um spoilers ahead by the way thank you yeah thank you because I was not gonna say it so. 100% spoilers ahead Bam. for in game man thank you for that yeah no problem a little high so, five good time um in game Okay, so I'm gonna start. I'm gonna run the review backwards and just go with my final thoughts, mm-hmm. and then explain from there. So my final consensus is to let the comics be the comics and let the movies be the movies. Okay. Just because comic-wise, um, getting everything written and flushed out and drawn inked stuff like that, um, there's a lot of room for development. Whereas like the movies, that that was a movie that was like um two three two years a year in development okay like by the time everybody was watching infinity war in game was already being worked on yeah so it was definitely like a lot in development and then for a three hour runtime there was way more to go to but the way the movie was structured it was three i'll give each each hour of the movie like you know its own act and then it both the first two acts are pretty much building up to the finale which is the big battle where everyone comes in if they were on a poster they're there excuse me and then they're battling with um thanos so i'm glad it took place immediately after infinity infinity war (laughs) oh my goodness man i'm i'm belching (laughs) excuse me it took place immediately after infinity war with that same melancholy tone of the snap where nobody's there like everybody's disappearing so we get an update on one of the most asked about Avengers, Hawkeye. So, you know, we're there on the farm with Hawkeye. He's still on house arrest after Civil War, and then his uh, family disappears. That's so weird to, like, think about that he was on house arrest during the entire, like, Infinity War movie. That's... I don't understand how that could even be being enforced. Like, who's enforcing that? Like, I I think it's, like, the feds. I don't even think it's, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, I guess there has to be a real... Again, I didn't see... Endgame, so I don't know what their explanation was for it, but I'm assuming there has to be some real deep personal reason for him to stay there when it feels as though he should be able to kind of leave anytime he wants well, if he really um, wanted to. No, because, you know, after Civil War, there's still the uh, Sokovia Accords and everything like that in progress. Mm-hmm. And then Cap and Falcon and pretty much anybody who was on Team Cap who was not like incapacitated. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in hiding, right? That's okay. why, like, when yeah. in Infinity War, Cap shows up. He's got the beard. His suit's like still super, you know, dirty and dilapidated. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's. I mean, Cap is. Everybody's just kind of coming out of hiding. Whereas we do get like some kind of, you know, status update on how the house arrest is going with Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay. Because um, the end of that is also the. It also coincides with the snap because. Ant-Man is stuck in the quantum realm looking for the original Wasp, which is Janet Van Dyne. I'm going to guess here. Somebody correct me, though. I'm going to guess here on that. Um, Janet Van Dyne is in the quantum realm, and he's, like, there. Then everybody around them disappears, and so he's just stuck there, like, smaller than small. Um, Okay. And so that's where, you know, the the resolution picks up in the movie. So 
first things first uh captain marvel comes to the scene and she's there and she's like all right i'm gonna go kill thanos and um they're like okay. all right what you and who else because we just fought this guy and he washed all of us um yeah and she's like oh well you know i, I fly through space i I'll, I'll find somebody who knows somebody and we're, we're gonna i'm i'm gonna get him and then okay. black widow's just like hold on we we want some payback here We're we're gonna go with you so Okay. You know, they go on ahead, and I'm, I'm missing so many details, and this is like the first 10 minutes of the movie. Just go go through it. They go ahead, and, okay, so everybody who has survived, so, and we also pick up with Tony Stark in space. That's like one of the biggest things there. Okay. He's stuck in space with Nebula after they leave Titan, so they're the yeah. only two people who are left. And I think, no, Rocket is on Earth. I don't know how, yes, Rocket's back on Earth. Okay. So, yeah, they're on Titan. They take off in the Guardian ship. And then, you know, they're about to die, but Captain Marvel finds them, brings them to Earth. Everybody's reunited. But, you know, Tony is still pissed with Steve Cap. And he's just like, man, I needed you. You said we were going to, you know, go through this together. But if you remember Infinity War, everybody was just kind of going their own path. And then Tony's still kind of resentful because he's like, remember, I said Earth needed a defense. Even if it costs, you know, humanity some privacy, we, we needed a defense. But... Man, if you think about it, Infinity War, uh, it made sense, you know, and when you look at everything as like an overarching thing, because with Infinity War, it was like, you know, since 2012, the message always was Thanos is coming. Yeah. And now it's like with Infinity War, it's like, no, Thanos is here. He's he's going to work. He's going to he's going to get these stones like you don't have time to come up with uh, a plan or any kind of defense. Yeah. So, you know. They, they all were just blindsided and taken by surprise, and so that's why things went the way they did. Um, you know, they, so Nebula lets them know, you know, after Thanos decided to get the gauntlet and, you know, complete his mission, he just said he was going to go back to the garden, which is how the uh, Infinity Gauntlet storyline ended. Not with the snap and everything, but uh, he, he was, like, on a just a desolate planet. Well, not desolate, just like a kind of farm-like planet, just okay. there living out the rest of it his, his day, so... We get like a little shot of Thanos and he's like limping kind of. And so we're like, okay, something's wrong. And then you see him, he's about to like, you know, make him some, some space breakfast or whatever. And mm-hmm. then you see like his face is burning. It's like, oh, something's really wrong. Um, because at the end of the last movie, he was completely fine. He snapped everyone away and just went back to that planet and sat back and smiled as the sunrise does. And that's exactly what, how, how he said he was going to do it. Yeah. So boom, everyone just rushes in. Boom, bow, bing, Thanos, where's the stones? Where are the stones? And he's just like, they're gone. I don't have them anymore. Thor comes in, Stormbreaker, boom, cuts his arm off. And then, okay. yeah, they were they were ready for action, man. They These guys were like, yeah, they were they were ready. They were pulling up. So they were like thinking it was going to be some big confrontation thing, but Thanos was kind of just sitting back like, no, I'm yeah. done. He was like, no, the stones are gone. And they were like, "What are you talking about? We we got the it, we we got your energy signature that says you use the stones." And he was like, "Yeah, I used the stones to destroy the stones." Wow. Yeah. And so they were like, "Nah, quit quit driving us, man." And he was like, "Yeah." And so like that's why that's that makes sense that he's like messed up. He's like burned on one side of his body and everything. Mm, okay. Um. And so I was like, "Okay, okay, I get it, I get it." And so Thor just like in a fit of rage just immediately cuts his head off. Cuts Thanos set off, and then they're like, "Thor, what? What did you just do?" And he's like, "I went for the head." And um, yeah, they they had they, that was it. it. For them, that snap was permanent. 
So five years pass and okay, yeah, wow. time skip, time skip. Jesus Christ! So I yeah, didn't expect that to be honest. Um, five years. I'm sorry if I'm spoiled. If no, I'm, look, I'm fine with spoilers. I watch spoiler casts, but apparently they missed a lot of like actual nitty gritty details. They just talked about basically ending stuff mm-hmm. of the movie. So because the ending was probably like the best part for a lot of people, mm-hmm. it was for me just because you know the the. The intensity of this movie was drastically different from the intensity of the last one, whereas the last one, it was like a constant fight against Thanos and the Black Order, yeah. whereas this one is like, all right, we we got to make a comeback. We got to figure out how we're going to fix this. Mm. And so that's really what it was. Like I said earlier, is like a lot of setup to yeah. a big execution. Okay. Um, so yeah, five years go, pa- go past, and then calling back to what I said about Ant-Man, boom, is released from the quantum realm. By by a rat, you know, um, on accident. Okay. He's um, you know, a rat's just like poking around in the van. He's shot out of the quantum realm. He okay. gets out, meets up with the Avengers, and they're all like, "Yo, what's what's going on?" And he's like, "How long have I been out?" And they were like, "It's been five years since the snap." And he's okay. like, "Oh well, in the quantum realm, it was only five hours." And so okay. that you are, I can tell just by looking, you already know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that, that's where one of my critiques comes in is like time travel because I feel yeah. like if the story is not based around time travel, like, it, you know, if time travel is just not a natural facet, then I feel like time travel as a solution to whatever problem is is like kind of kind of like a cheap writing move. Yeah, it is. Right. I mean, yeah, there's no way around it. But I mean, the cop out answer to that is like it's a superhero movie and like one of the most classic superpowers people can think of is the ability to travel through space and time yeah so yeah but i get it i get it you know and so it was a stroll down memory lane for anyone else who uh saw the avengers movies and was in love with them so oh and then they reunite with hulk and hulk is now professor hulk so he's i've seen the images yeah i've seen the images of professor hulk yeah so they get with him in the diner he's just like got all these big plates of breakfast food he's like making his own breakfast burritos okay like he's just got like this giant stack of burritos and then it's just like a big like bowl of eggs and then so how is that possibly explained as him controlling that form now like how is that possible um, he said that he was treating banner as one side and hulk as the other side or he was oh. like, yeah, he was like, there was like a duality between Banner and Hulk, which which there is. I mean, it's, okay. it's very true. And then he said, you know, I spent some time in the gamma chamber and okay. I, I started, I stopped treating Hulk like the problem and more like the solution. Okay. And so he was able to adapt the Hulk form and retain um, Banner's control. Okay, which wow. Which he's, he's done before um, in the original Wardle, okay. Go ahead. Tongue Twister. <laughs> Okay. It's not even World War, but it's Planet Hulk that this happens. Okay. Is that uh, Banner realizes like he has to be in, he has to be in control with Hulk's body in order to survive. So it's not the first time he's done that. Okay. And even before Planet Hulk, that that's also happened. So you know we got Professor Hulk there, and he's just you know eating away, and they're talking, and they're like, all right, well how are we gonna get this time travel going? And they were like, all right, well, we got to get Tony. So Tony's there, he and Pepper there, and he's got his daughter now. Yeah. Hey, cool. Yeah. Yeah, Morgan Stark. So he's like, you guys, you're trying to go back in time. Look, we were the 50% that came out on the better half of that snap. So I'm, I'm done. I'm out of the superhero game. Okay. And then, also, does Pepper have powers? 
for like a quick side thing. We're gonna get there. We're gonna. I mean, it's a yes. Is that addressed in the movie? It's a yes, but we're gonna get there. Okay. Are you are you referencing Iron Man three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had not seen Iron Man three. Okay. Um, I, and I, I haven't finished it yet, so I'm like halfway through it, getting getting closer to the end. I know that something happens where she gets like the 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 aim or the the stem power human X or whatever yeah. whatever it's called from that movie. Goodness, is uh, <laughs> she gets those powers and you know, um, what the fuck am I talking about? Or yeah, getting off topic. Go ahead, go. Uh, she gets her powers and everything, but you know Tony's got his family and he's got a, a daughter now, so he's just like I'm. I'm done being a superhero. I think you know what's best now is that we move forward and we just live. I mean, it's and been even, five years. Even Cap is at that point. He's got like a men's support group where he's like, all right, well, you know, we're we're the half that survived, so we better you know make the best of the lives that we have now. Fair enough, I guess. But of course, Ant Man comes in, sheds light on the whole situation. He's like, all right, guys, time travel, time travel. They introduce the idea to Tony, and Tony's like, you're, you're really thinking about doing time travel. Like, are you telling me your whole idea for saving the universe is based on uh, Back to the Future? And he's like, what? No, no, no. And he's like, all right, good, because I thought I was going to have to spatch for a sec. Okay. Um, but even then, you know, Tony's mind, of course, wanders, mm-hmm. and so he finds out the method for time travel. Meanwhile, back okay. at the Avengers HQ, you know, they're testing out time travel with... Uh, with Ant-Man, mm-hmm. and they're sending, they're, they've got him in front of the portal, and mm-hmm. then Hulk and Black Widow are there, and they're like, all right, so we're going to begin the time, tra- uh, time travel here, and uh, we want to make sure we do this so you don't get stuck in the 1950s. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> and Widow's just like, you know how this, uh, he's like, wait, you're, you're not serious, are you? And he's like, look, I have no idea what I'm doing. This is time travel. It uh-huh. could go it could go incredibly right or incredibly wrong and he just turns around and he's like alright we're good to go <laughs> okay fair enough and so like what ends up happening is like he gets sent through comes out as like an, a little kid gets sent through again comes out as an old man gets sent through again comes out as a baby and I thought this was like so funny because Cap's watched the whole time he's just when the baby came out it was like he had this look on his face like he had seen it all he just goes it's baby <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> See, I was worried for a second because when you said Tony Stark figured out time travel, I thought that it was going to be like a thing where they just was like, oh, it works. Yeah, let's just do time travel then. But no, nah, seeing that they struggled with it, okay, I'm, I'm a little content now. I'm more content with the whole idea. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. It's just like, it, it's a baby. And then they, like, you can hear them in the background, like off screen, getting into it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, it's still him. And he's like, as a baby. <laughs> Okay. The host just like, no, it's cool. He'll grow up. <laughs> like, God bless. Um, but yeah, then Tony comes through and he's like, uh, yeah. So you guys ran into the paradox where you didn't send him through time; you sent time through him. And um, okay, so Tony did really just figure it out. Yeah, Tony figured it out, and then okay, so Tony's at like his house working mm-hmm. on his own project of time travel yeah. while they're working on their project. So they're working out the kink. So Tony comes over and he's like, all right, well. You know, if this is what we're going to do, we got one shot. And then he gives Cap the shield back, and they're like, all right, we're back in business. Okay. So everybody is all ready to go. And then basically what they're doing is they're going back in time to collect the stones and reform the gauntlet. Gotcha. And, um, excuse me, I need to take a sip of water real quick. Go ahead. Excuse me. So my assumption of what's going to happen is that they're going to go through time. 
Where could they even go back to? I mean, they would have to go back to the fight with Thanos, like they're on um, in. I'm gonna get there. Wakanda. A side note: I forgot. Fat Thor, Thick Thor is what they're thick calling Thor? him. Oh yeah. Okay. So Thor is like in a depressed state now that everything is all said and done. He's just like hiding out on New Asgard, and he's just okay. an alcoholic, posted up playing Fortnite. God, for- is he really? Literal Fortnite. Yes, oh, Fortnite man, had a cameo dude. in the game. I'm kind of upset by very, that. Very, okay. very cringeworthy. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that it exists isn't cringeworthy, but I don't know, man. I didn't, I didn't expect that, but yeah, okay. So, yeah, like for yeah, he. I mean, basically, Thick Thor is like a, a frat bro. <laughs> okay, he's just like, yeah, guys, come on in. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, I thought Thor's like body was something that couldn't change because he's a god for some reason, but I thought so too. Like, it didn't change in Ragnarok at all. It didn't change. It, didn't, it never changed. It, like, it felt like he would just permanently had that vessel, and it wouldn't. It was just, like, what housed him. Yeah. Right? Right. But, okay, he can become thick. Nice. Fair enough. Nice. He's a thick boy now. Um, How long does it take him to get back to regular, like, muscled Thor? Or do know, they just go through time? It never happened. He never Wait. got back in shape in the movie. Wait, really? So, like, anything he puts on, he's always got the gut, and he's oh, just out of man. shape. Oh, man. Wow. So they got, like, their, their body-tight time travel suits, mm-hmm. and then their store gut and all. Okay, wow. Summons summons everything and actually changes into, like, the garbs of Thor, mm. gut and all. Okay. Wow, that's crazy. Like, I mean, the most that happens is, like, you know, because of his hair's grown back out now, and his, you know, beard's not even trimmed or anything, mm-hmm. but, like... At best, like, once he summons everything, he's, like, thawed up. His beard is braided. His hair is braided a little bit more. Just okay. a little bit more cleaned up. But aside from the, the – but the weight is all still there. Like That's crazy because that sounds like one of those things where it's going to be a one-off gag for mm-hmm. the movie just to get some laughs. Yeah. But nope. they stuck with it. Credit to oh. them for sticking with it. Yeah. So, But, like, he's also, like, a person who's got, like – he was still buff as all hell. Like, yeah. even though he had like a, a fat suit on, he was still like really, really swole. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, <laughs> you know they con- they convinced Thor to come out of his slump, and then they're all just like, all right, so this is these are they even address like they have a brainstorming session. They're like, all right, so these are the points in time we need to go to to get all the stones. So they were like, all right, we'll go to the first Avengers movie to get space, mind, and time. Because okay. they're all in New York, right? They just don't. They at the time they didn't know, it, of course. So yeah. you know they get the because I didn't even realize that there were two separate stones. So mm-hmm. they were like, all right, we're gonna get the the cube, the scepter, and then somebody has to go over to the sanctum to get the time stone. Do they actually know where every stone is? Because I feel like I remember like Thanos going to some out there places for a couple of them that they weren't there for. No, everybody has had at least like one. Uh, everybody who's still around mm-hmm. has some knowledge of where a stone could be. Okay, lucky, but all right. So yeah, so uh, Black Widow's like, and plus, mind you, this is like the original Avengers cast Yeah. Um, left around with the exception of like Rhodey, Nebula, and Rocket, and okay. Captain Marvel. Um, so there's like those four. Mm-hmm. So uh, Scarlet, which is like, okay, if we go back to New York, we can just get all three of them in the same uh, at the same time. Yeah. And then Nebula's like, all right, so we'll go to space to get the Power Stone and the Soul Stone. And then Thor's like, all right, well, we got to go back to Asgard to get the Reality Stone. So everybody goes back, um, and they 
every, there's just a lot of callbacks to previous movies. Tony Stark gets like closure with his dad. Um, uh, Steve gets to see Agent Carter okay. one more time. You know, while they're in the past, they have to go like further back because Loki ends up getting his hand on the space stone and he takes off. So, and then of course. Thor has to go over to the Sanctum and he has an encounter with uh, the Ancient One and she tells him like, "Hey, if you're." Uh, thinking about using the time stone and trying to alter the timeline, what's going to happen is things are going to branch off. And he's like, well, not if we just go back and put everything back where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then that way this, this line of time never changes. And they even explain like the whole thing with paradoxes is if you go to the past, then your past becomes your present. So it's not like a yeah. bunch of alternate realities and stuff. They're not doing that kind of jumping. Um, Everybody goes back. Everybody gets, you know, their closures. They say their final goodbyes to all the people they want to say goodbye to. Thor, he knows he's going to lose his mom, so he says goodbye to her, her and Rocket wow. gets the reality stone. And then um, Black Widow and Hawkeye, they go to Vormir, which, you know, is the planet where the, the soul stone is held. And okay. Yeah. In order to get the soul stone, a sacrifice has got to be made, which is, that was hard. That was kind of like hard to process, you know. Is this the scene where Widow is gone? Yeah, this is the scene where Widow's gone, and I, I like genuinely thought that was I, I was like, I was kind of like, yo, do, do they know like that they're they're going there to, one of them's they're not gonna come back. One of they're going there and they're gonna, they're gonna be gone. Like, so the Soul Stone specifies that the thing that needs to be sacrificed is living. Yeah. Okay. So the Red Skull is there. He's like the guardian of the stone. And he's like, all right, so if you're here for the stone, it's a, a soul for a soul. You have to give up that which you value most. And I, I, I'm guessing that the kind of argument there, there probably wasn't a big argument between them, but the understanding was that Hawkeye had a family. Oh, no. They, they were both like, all right, well, we got to go. Like, they, they were... They they pondered it for a while and they were like, oh damn, we you know we had to do that. We thought we were just gonna have to you know fight somebody. And then okay, it it shows them they're both sitting down and Hawkeye's like, all right, we know it's got to be done. And then they they say goodbye to each other, and Hawkeye's like, I'm starting to think we're both talking about the wrong person. And so they actually fight to see who's gonna sacrifice themselves for the better. So wow, yeah, okay, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you're not gonna catch me doing that. I was just been like, yo. Gonna miss you, man. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, Hawkeye. I mean, I feel like Hawkeye's reason was a little bit more palatable. He was like, you know, I've I've done so much. I can't go on living like this if I've done so much because now he's like Ronan, and basically what okay. he's doing is he's he's just going around killing criminals, and he's like, my family didn't survive. Why should you? You know. Uh, so he's like a revenge character, and then yeah. Natasha's like, you what what else do I really have here? You know. Yeah. Um. So are they both saying that they were going to go themselves? Yeah. And then they fought because they didn't want the other person to go? Right. That's that's kind of crazy. I would assume that the solution to that is just jump real quick. I feel you know? like that that's kind of <laughs> what it turned into. It was like she ran for it. He shot an arrow to slow her down. And he was like, tell my family I love them. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most backwards fucking <laughs> I've ever heard of. Holy shit. 
<laughs> and I imagine everybody who's watching this in the theater is like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like, yo, stop. Both of y'all stop. Like, y'all could just go back real quick, grab somebody who doesn't matter, and go bring them back. Yeah. I was kind of like, yo, that's like a weird way to handle that. Like, I didn't know that Hawkeye's family was gone. Yeah, very beginning of the movie. Okay, so like, they were part of the snap? Yeah. Shit. Well, Two sons, guess- daughter, and wife. Neither of them are then considering the fact that they'd get them, they'd get everything back if, when the plan succeeds. Um, no, the the snap is permanent. Oh wow. Okay, so everyone. Well, not the snap, but like the um, the what the heck is it? Um, the soul stone sacrifice is permanent. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like, but neither of them are considering that if they survive, they'll have everything back to normal, aside from the person. Well, who leaves there so hawkeye's not considering well if you go i'll have my family back at the end of all this so hey pretty good trade for me uh, and i guess black widow's not considering like if hawkeye goes, they have they have rapport there like i feel like there's more to their characters even though they're like the side characters they're like the secret a- they're the side characters and the secret agents and uh-huh. arguably well not even arguably pretty much the weaker characters yeah like they they've got like history they had to have made a very conscious decision at Marvel uh, on who to send here, yeah. because they sent probably the two characters that people would care about least overall mm-hmm. to this place. Yeah, maybe not Black Widow. Maybe there were some dudes who really liked <laughs> Black Widow, but I mean, yeah, they sent the two weakest characters. Yeah, so no you debate. know, Black Widow sacrifices herself. Everybody comes back with the stones, and then. Uh, they form their own little gauntlet made out of Iron Man tech, and um, of course. And so, Hulk is like, "I'm gonna be the one to put it on," you know, because the gamma, the the radiation coming off of it is mostly gamma, so I'm, okay. I'm the most fit for it. And then, you know, we get this whole thing with Thor. So, was wearing the gauntlet killing Thanos? No, it was that he used the stones to destroy them. Yeah, but like, so like, he, I get that. So like, Bruce is saying that just wearing it alone is going to be giving off radiation, right? Mm-hmm. So the original gauntlet didn't do that. No, like after he snapped, like he was back on the farm, perfectly healthy at the end of Infinity War. Yeah, and so I understand like that. But when you wear the gauntlet, like a fully powered gauntlet is supposed to endow you with like the power of God, pretty yeah. much. Um, which I didn't like that they did that with the gauntlet. Um, that it was like also killing you while you wore it. Yeah. That, that didn't make sense. Like, how are you going to be endowed? How are you going to be given all this power and also be, like, dying from using it? That You could be, like, you know, uh, Dr. Manhattan. You know what I mean? Mm. A fake storyline didn't actually emit radiation, but, I don't you know. know, you could. I don't know. You're a god, but. I didn't like that. You know, I whatever. didn't like that. Um, I like Dr. Manhattan a lot. Uh, My favorite superhero. That's the tragedy of a Superman right there. True. Um. An actual Superman. Yeah, but, you know, he does it. Everything comes back. And then also Thanos comes through the quantum realm, time jumps into the yeah. future, and firebombs the whole headquarters. Um, okay. Everybody gets out, and then, like, it's it's pretty much like the three scrappers who are left. Like, the, the three, I don't know, like the guys, guys of the Avengers. Okay. So it's like Cap. Yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. Thor. Yeah. And Thor is just like watching. And Thanos is like, I'm going to wait on y'all to go get that gauntlet real quick, man. I'm going to catch my breath for a minute. Like, Okay. So he's like sitting there in the middle of the ashes, like, you know, just doing the bird man hand rub. He's like, wait, so where they're at now, 
what version of Thanos is this? I think I'm confused a little bit. That is, is this Thanos post-snap or pre-snap? Pre. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It's, okay. So that's like pre-snap. He's got like a, a war double-edged sword and everything. Okay. Oh, wow. yeah. So he's like, you know, I'm, I'm away here. You know, they can come to me if they really want it. And they did. So they all just, you know, got into it with a fight and everything. And Thor summoned both Stormbreaker and Mjolnir. Wow. Yeah, so he went back to the past. He picked, he picked up Mjolnir along the way. So Holy moly. Yeah, he's got both of them now. So they do they have all the stones on them at that point? Yeah. But in the in the middle of the blast, hang on, hang on now. In the middle gotcha. of the blast, they get separated. Everybody gets separated. So like. So the three there with Thanos don't have the gauntlet on. No. Gotcha. No. Okay. 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 Yeah. So it's it's one big game of like keep away with the gauntlet after that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Those three. Don't beat Thanos there. Oh no, no. This is this is young Thanos. Now remember how I said in Infinity War it was like all the conquest yeah. and how he was just washing them. Yeah. This is like the grind Thanos right here, where he's okay. just like pretty much primed out. Like, and they come in strong too. Like, um, Tony jumps down and he like opens up the. I keep saying like he opens up the suit and he says. Thor, give me a charge. And Thor summons down some lightning, sends it through the suit. Tony's got the super unibeam going. Yeah. And then Thanos just spins the blade, deflects it all. And then... Wow. Oh, yeah. This is crazy shit. Because to me, watching that fight at the end of Infinity War, I'm like, Thanos didn't really seem that hard or anything like that. Mm -hmm. He just had the gauntlet. Yeah. And that was the thing that was making him strong. Oh, yeah. But... So to me, my idea of Thanos is that he's kind of a weak bitch no, versus no, any of them not at solo. All. But not at all. This is kind of crazy to hear. No. All right. And then at one point, Iron Man like just goes straight in, just like, just tries to charge him. Thanos <laughs> grabs and picks him up as Thor is throwing the hammer and uses Iron Man to deflect it. And wow. then just like throws him to the side. Yeah. Okay. Like, like when you watch these fights back a second or a third time, like mm. you're gonna see like the details of like how bad he was like going in on him, and of course like Thanos is a giant, so anytime he goes for the head or punches them in the face, it's like okay, tear. It's I don't know. So when I was hearing somebody spoil this before, um, they described a, an extended fight scene between Cap and Thanos specifically. Does that happen during this scene yes. here? Okay, yes. and it's just Cap and Thanos during this fight scene? Yeah. Well, I mean, originally it's all three of them, but eventually it becomes just Cap and yeah, Thanos? Yeah, it, it comes down to those three. So wow. what, uh, what happens is Thanos gets the upper hand, mm -hmm. and he's about to push Stormbreaker into Thor's chest. Jesus Christ. And then you see, you see the hammer start to move, mm -hmm. and then boom, Cap gets the hammer, and he's got a shield, and he's... <laughs> Okay, keep going, man. I got questions, but keep going. He's giving Thanos so many combos. <laughs> like, like, okay. Like he's did like bro. He picked up the hammer like he had been like like he had been there already. Like, like yeah. if you, you remember Age of Ultron when they had the party and they yeah. were all competing to see who could pick up and the he hammer. Kinda, like moved it a little bit. Yeah. I was like, uh oh. I feel like like Cap went back to his room and just practiced. It was just like right. <laughs> he's like, he's like, get the hammer, wham, wham. Okay. Okay. And that, that's that's what I was gonna ask. I was like, "How the fuck is this happening?" Like, because to me, the three people you listed that went there, Cap's the weakest in my mind. Like, oh no, he is. So I don't understand how it's him v Thanos, and he's like doing it. Where Thor just got bodied, Tony got bodied. Uh, who was the other person? Is that, that just it? Was just those three, three at the start. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. So. 
cap he's got the and then he like does like a ricochet move where he like throws the shield out then throws the hammer bounces it off the shield summons it back doing all types of crazy stuff hits him with a crazy uppercut he's slamming it throwing down lightning everything it's wow it's a one for a fight scene but of course you know the the tides turn his shield is broken and then thanos is like all right man like i'm 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 bringing everybody in and so okay the 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 drop ships arrive all the the freaking star destroyers everybody's coming out i know i made a star wars reference everybody's coming down the black order comes down yeah so everybody from infinity war that you saw around thanos all the time yeah everybody and then like just the the horde the swarm yeah the legion the halo yeah whatever the that alien term the flood yeah what okay okay whatever that alien term is for mass groups (laughs) yeah like so they're all there and then you just get this shot of like cap with Mjolnir and like his broken shield. This is what I thought was like so dope. Was like Cap looked at that shield, it looked at the straps, it like clicked both straps back in mm-hmm. and got the hammer and looked across the battlefield at all of them. And then you just hear somebody come in his earpiece. He's like, Cap, Cap on your left. And then all the portals start opening and everybody comes back and they all got their oh oh my gosh, everybody's That's got their grades like all right. Yeah, so Black Panther walks out with the armies of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strange and everybody else walks out with all the sorcerers. Yeah. And then everybody comes back from Titan. Like Spider-Man comes back, Drax, uh, the Guardians, everybody comes back. So at this point right here, while this fight has been going on, the people who had the gauntlet were getting everybody back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that part's not on screen at all in the no. movie? No, there's no, there's no big round them up scene. Wow. Okay, no. that's kind of shocking, actually. No, so. I figured there would be just for the like uh, fan appeasement. You know what I mean? Spider-Man explains it. He's like, "Yeah, so I came back, and Doctor Strange was like, it's been five years, and he said we got to get everybody together. Now here we are." But where was he? Like, where actually was that Spider-Man that they got? I don't know. I, I, because did they go to the past and get him before he went, or okay, so is they there were some realm he's in after it's everyone's like, in when they asked him the theory was that they were all inside the soul stone okay that, that was the big fan theory but really they were just taken out of existence okay so it's like if they were taken out i guess at like six o'clock p.m that day then their their physical forms when they were brought back mm-hmm. were still their physical forms from like six o'clock so he went in his mind in spider-man's mind he went from not feeling so good mm-hmm. mr stark uh to just feeling fine like immediately like he he went from being like oh, to oh yeah he's just like oh we're we're back like huh okay yeah it's just like, and then they were like oh it's been five years well we got to get everybody we got to go okay fair enough so yeah everybody comes in and then it just turns into like you know another big game of keep away everybody comes in and then scarlet witch gets her revenge on thanos and speaking of revenge hulk didn't get his revenge on thanos okay yeah, that didn't yeah, they kind of they softened up the Hulk a lot for this movie. Well, I mean, I'm assuming if Banner's in control of him, Hulk's probably not jumping in. That doesn't mean shit, that. That right? doesn't mean that he can't scrap still. He can, but it's on Bruce's terms now. Yeah. Whereas before it was just Hulk going crazy, just jumping in, doing anything he wants. Mm-hmm. But now I'm assuming like Bruce is probably like taking stock of the situation, and like kind of being like, he chooses his fights now versus Hulk, who just takes anything. Uh, we really don't even get any kind of glimpses of Hulk when the fighting goes down. Plus, Mm -hmm. like, he's got a gimp arm from using the 
the the I thought the he gauntlet. said I can use the gauntlet. Don't worry, it's gamma radiation. I'll be fine. No, he he still gets burned by it. The fuck? Oh wait, did he destroy the stones? No. Okay, that's what, what I'm saying. Fuck? Is like when people use it, their their life force is being that's drained. That's so stupid. I know. Like, I guess it might explain why Thanos is his quote unquote weaker state in Infinity War, maybe. Where he's not, he doesn't actually put up that much of a fight at the end of well, Infinity War. Well, he didn't have to because at that, by that at that time he only had like one stone left to get. True, but it still felt like, at least I'm like I'm hearing the dichotomy between older Thanos and younger Thanos, and I'm thinking like, it seems to me like he was using a lot of the stones' powers during the fight in Infinity War. Yeah, but he didn't really. It felt like he actually needed to then. Mm-hmm. And now it's sounding like the young version of him didn't need to do shit. Um, so I'm thinking, like, maybe if you really well, actually, take a mental Th- reach. Thanos was actually just as badass in Infinity War because at the start of Infinity War, it takes place right after Ragnarok. Mm. And all he's really got are, like, the power and space stones. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he, I mean, at best, all he had to yeah. use was the power stone. Yeah. So he's he's been a badass for a minute. Okay, fair enough. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm remembering a little bit wrong, but it did seem like the fight was kind of short. Which fight? The ending fight. The ending fight in Wakanda. Yeah, in Wakanda. So when Thanos like first gets there and he's just mm-hmm. kind of like pushing everybody to the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the he he was using the gauntlet then, I'll say that. It seemed like that fight was really short and Thor just came at him mm-hmm. and like put the what what did he have that he stabbed him with? The axe. The yeah. axe, yeah. He just stabbed him with the axe and there wasn't much of like of anything Thanos could do about that mm-hmm. right there. Whereas it sounds like this young version of Thanos could have just swatted everybody away without any he gauntlet. He pretty much was. So to me, I'm just like, maybe if you really take a mental leap, you mm-hmm. could argue that wearing the gauntlet might have been slowly weakening him, just not visibly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, no, I don't or maybe he's just fucking immune to radiation and... That just is never explained. I just no. I just don't like that change. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. If if he was doing something that was giving off so much power to wipe out half the universe, yeah. then by by the by film logic that should have killed him. But yeah. instead, he pops up plenty healthy back on the farm. Um, kind of crazy. Yeah. So you know, Hulk didn't do nothing. But <laughs> so didn't expect that. Yeah, no, we're not gonna break for that. We're in a different venue recording. Um, but whatever, things go on. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, where, where where do we leave off at now? Oh, we're so Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch catches up with Thanos and she's like, "You took everything from me." Okay. <laughs> he's like, "He's like, who, bitch, who are you?" <laughs> yeah. It's so like, she's she's pretty much about to like suffocate him, and then Thanos is like, uh, "Rain fire!" And then Corvus Glaive is like, "Sir, our troops!" And he's like, "Fuck them niggas!" <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> right. and so they're about to do like a second fire bombing mm-hmm. and then the ship's uh, cannons redirect and then Captain Marvel comes back from space I thought this was kind of a, another cop out because mm-hmm. she was like so hyped up mm-hmm. especially as the strongest Avenger mm-hmm. uh, she, she was OP she, she is the strongest but she is yeah. OP so she comes down, flies through like the whole fleet and everything takes yeah. it out in, in one go boom, everything comes down and people were saying that they handled her OP-ness like very you know uh, very well like she is OP as a character but the movie handled that very well by just kind of I guess not fully making use of it but also making her power known 
like what she's capable of known yeah so yeah just about so like she kind of I mean so she was there in the beginning and then she was like well you know there's other planets in the galaxy that need my help so it might be a while before you hear from me and so you know and then she perfect timing comes back and is there to fight Thanos okay so then like again we're playing this big scene of like keep away with the gauntlet where everybody's like where like uh, Hawkeye has the gauntlet and then Black Panther's like give me the gauntlet and so he's doing this whole like running bag thing where he's rushing through the battlefield he's got the suit he's like power bombing everything and then he gets picked up and then Mm -hmm. he throws the gauntlet to Spider-Man and now Spider-Man's swinging with it but for some reason he's still clumsy like he's never been in a fight before okay I don't know that's always a weird thing about Spider-Man yeah I mean he is a new hero but like you gotta think about what he's been through already he's so when he was first really called into something major Mm -hmm. it was to fight other superheroes yeah and he did a pretty good job there yeah, it was fine. And then he get his own. He got his own. He get he got his own movie, <laughs> and, uh-huh. and now he's he's got his own villain, right? Yep. And now he's being called back to fight with superheroes again. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, to be honest, it really hasn't been that long for him in the in the total timeline for him being a superhero until this point now, like starting to be a superhero to this point. How long has it been for him? A couple I, years. I expected maybe? more development. It's only been a couple years. He's still a teenager. Yeah, he is still a teenager, but... But, I mean... They're the, asking him to fight Thanos and his horde. I mean, that, I mean, that's that. I mean, but even still, that's not something you... I mean... Well, I mean, I, in I Civil it, War, he was very fanboyish, right? Yeah. By the end of Homecoming, he was like, all right, so I got the great power, great responsibility thing down pat. I need to... I really... If I'm going to take the superhero thing seriously, like, this is, this is what it's going to come to. Yeah. So, you know... He might have mentally matured a lot, but... I feel like he could have. Um, Did it happen where, like, he got the gauntlet tossed to him? I heard that all the female superheroes, like, did something when... That happened. So he goes goes into... He's like, uh, suit, insta-kill. So insta-kill mode comes out, but of course he gets uh, surrounded by everything. And then Captain Marvel comes down, and she's like, hello, Peter Parker. And he... And, um... Yeah. I don't know. She's kind of... Man. Yep. The AC just kicked on really hard in this room, so that's what you're going to be hearing in the background here. Welcome to our uh, studio ASMR session. <laughs> so, yeah. So he gets. Wait, you said he got the gauntlet. Yeah, he got the gauntlet, and now the kill mode. they're running in. They're running an escort op to get him back to the van because that's where they still have an active quantum time machine device, the Furberlerberder, whatever. Okay. So, she's she's gonna escort him. And then they were like, well, how are you going to get him there by, by yourself? And then all the females, all the female heroes come through. Yeah. So you get Okoye, Shuri, Valkyrie, Pepper. She's got her own suit. Um, yeah. Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch, Mantis, Wasp all come through. And that, that's eight. Wow. That's all. That of, is a lot, lot, of, lot. lot of people. Gomorrah and Nebula, ten. Ten. Wow. Yeah. Ten ladies. Oh, yeah. Ten ladies all come through. And they're like, don't worry, she's got help. And then they like, wow, they don't run into battle. They like strut. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Like, and I know, I just noticed this when I saw it. Like, I was watching Wasp, but like, I was like, yo, she's kind of swaying them hips now. <laughs> like, I'm, she, like, yo, yeah. like the battlefield turned into a runway after that. Wow. All right. But no, they were definitely like going in. Like everybody's like shooting blasters, spears are flying and. Yeah, uh, Valkyrie's got like a Pegasus, and Captain Marvel's doing her thing, and so then it comes down to another fight with Captain Marvel, 
and Thanos because Thanos gets the gauntlet again. Wow. Wait, how did he... Well, okay, I'm just assuming it's like... They fumbled the bag. Yeah, okay. They fumbled the bag. So Captain Marvel's like facing off with Thanos and she's like trying to pull it off of him and Thanos like headbutts her and she's like still there kind of looking at him like, really? Like, yeah. Yeah, so she's doing that and then he like yanks the power stone out, punches her away. Then Iron Man goes in one last time and he's like trying to fight to get it off and then Thanos throws him off with ease. He's like, I told you, I'm inevitable. Goes to snap his fingers, nothing happens. Cut to Iron Man. All the stones are, his suit is like adjusting to mm. fit the stones and turn into another gauntlet. Okay. And he's like, I am Iron Man. Snaps his fingers. Wow. Dusts Thanos' whole crew. They're all gone. Boom, it's done. Holy fuck. At the sacrifice of one Tony Stark. It cost him his life. Wait, so how did what happened to him right then that made him lose his life? Exertion from using the gauntlet. Really, that's all? Really. Like okay. you could see like the the power is like slowly starting to strip away the suit and everything and like, you know, his body starting to wither and burn away on one side. Okay. Yeah. So the thing that originally made the gauntlet was that space forge, right? The in the outer space? Yeah. Um, and but it didn't even matter like if they had like the gauntlet on or like a homemade gauntlet or anything like that. It was like anytime anybody used the stones assembled together, they were they were at risk of dying. Except Thanos. Except for him. some reason. For some reason. Okay. Kind of, kind of bullshit, but okay. I, I kind of wish it would have happened like an Infinity War where mm. he got taken out in, in combat rather than. You know, a sacrifice thing, but yeah, it's cool. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> All right. So yeah, he goes down. Battles won. Day is done. Pepper okay. comes over and she's like, "Hey, you can, you can finally rest now." And um, which is a, which I'm glad I watched Iron Man three after that because I didn't know that he he had insomnia, mm-hmm. so he was just always working and he hardly yeah. slept. Mm-hmm. And every, and you know, Peter's getting emotional. Rhodey's getting emotional. They have a funeral service for him and. You see all the heroes and all their families there. So, like, mm-hmm. you get the Van Dyne, you get, like, the Ant-Man family, you get okay. Parker, you get everybody from S.H.I.E.L.D. So, like, Maria yeah. Hill, Nick Fury, you get Captain Marvel, you get the Guardians, all of them are there. Fair um, enough. And then the last thing that's left to do is to um, put the stones back. And so Cap's got the stones put away. He's got Mjolnir. And they're like, all right, take as long as you need to. Um so they send him back and then something happens with the machine and Cap doesn't come back. And they're like, yo, what's going on? And then they're like, look over there. And then it's Joe Biden. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's Captain America as an old man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For some reason, like, you looked at me smiling. So I was like, but there's so much bullshit that you've been telling me. So I'm like, what's, is this... Is it really Joe Biden? <laughs> but all right, nope. old man Cap. It's, it's old man Cap. He it's and in time through him again. He and Fat. He and Falcon have a word, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, thought I thought I was gonna stick around and just enjoy my life a little bit." And he's ah, like, okay. Yep. So he decided not to come back. He, did, he decided. Oh, so not they to jump. didn't actually send time through him, but he just stayed wherever yeah. he went. Yeah, he stayed back in the past and decided to live out the rest of his days. And wow. from there, he passes on the shield and the mantle of Captain America to Falcon. 
Wait, nobody I listened to said Cap was gone too. Oh yeah. I guess I must have. I should have watched part two to that spoiler cast. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so you know, at the end of it, you know, if I gave it a number score, I'd say like eight point five out of ten. Okay. Um, just because like you know, first two parts were kind of kind of bland. Second, and then like the big climax fight. That's the part that everybody loves. It's the part everybody's gonna be able to ooh and ah at no matter how many times they see it. Um, a quick a quick clarifying question about the Captain America part at the end. Where is he going to get rid of the stones? He's tra- traveling back to all the points that they had to pick the stones up from. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. So, that makes me wonder. That, that honestly, I hate time travel bullshit because it makes me have to ask so many questions. Because it really just doesn't make sense when you think about it. With all of the other time travel rules that people have talked about with paradoxes and alternate realities mm-hmm. being created and stuff... Even you talked about um, Thor explaining to the person he was explaining it to. I can't remember the name, but he was like, "As long as we put everything back, there won't be alternate timelines. We won't create oh, butterfly effects. Yeah. You know, won't do nothing like that." But that still doesn't really make much sense to me. It, sh- it should create butterfly effects no matter what. Mm-hmm. But okay, and also. I get well now. They killed Young Thanos, so he he doesn't exist now. I guess so. All right. Yeah, I guess it's fine. Fuck it. But where does he stay to live out the rest of his life? Back then, just like uh, that. You're talking about Young Thanos or Old Thanos? No, no, no. I'm talking about Captain America now. Where does Captain America spend the rest of his life at then? We don't we don't really see all of that. All we know is that he just goes back in time and he uh, reunites with Peggy. Okay. So possibly the 50s yeah that's where he just yep okay. just about that's so weird to me i mean go see it for yourself and then you know next time okay. we come back you can give your thoughts on it just a little bit we'll yeah gloss over i will it. I'll, I'll give a real real concise thing since you gave basically the whole movie rundown pretty much i mean I'll just give my there's there's no other way i could put it but those are my thoughts on avengers in game you know first review i've done in a while and where we're actually like oh wow we're getting to our first hour mark in the show well we're gonna take a quick break and then right. we'll be right back with a new segment some hot takes and also answering your questions about where we've been and what's been taking us so long hell yeah and we are back on never knows best we just got done talking so much Avengers, so much end game for like the whole first hour. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just gonna gloss over this last little bit of Avengers related news. Uh, rapper G Erbo, I think that's how it's pronounced, Erbo, said that Avengers was for n- lame nerd type people. Okay. That's about as irrelevant as anyone's opinion. But <laughs> I don't know. That nigga's name is Herbert. We don't. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like nigga, your name is Herbert, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, look, it's as mainstream as mainstream is going to get nowadays. It's on par to break Avatar's record for yeah. highest grossing movie of all time. So, okay. I mean, come on. Okay, Herbert. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it. Like, like yeah. from now on, that's his name to, to whoever. Herbert. That's just his name. You're G. Herbert. Yeah, you're just G. Herbert. Like, like they, I mean, because there's no way anybody's going to be able to draw. I mean, what, what nicknames are there for, well, Herb, I guess. I don't know. Nobody names their kid Earth. 
whatever. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go into a new segment yeah. that we're going to call Two Cents to the Buck because this is Never Knows Best. And while we don't know best, but we're going to get damn well close to it. Basically, two cents what, to the what? Two Cents to the Buck. Two so, Cents to the Buck. Two Cents to the Buck. So this is basically just we're going to get a topic. We're going to go in on it. And it's it's just us weighing our two cents in. Okay. Keeping it 100. Okay. Unfiltered, straight raw facts and no problem this uh first one is actually from our inbox and it's it's completely anonymous so the names are off the table and i even asked people uh kind of kept it kind of vague on social media i just asked the question what do you do when you find out your best friend wants to have sex with your girl and then i followed up with a second question that's a good question what do you do when your girl says yes and the, that one's easier to the, answer. The general consensus on all of it is, is we're throwing hands. Now, um, I, I know a lot of people are saying, like, yeah, they throw hands with their BSS. So now we're going to, I don't think this is going to change anyone's answer, but we're going to shed some extra light on it, and I'm going to read this guy's letter. I'm going to take a swig of water first real quick, so okay. real quick. Let's get, let's get some drinks in the system. Okay. All right, so it says, my best friend recently got dumped by his girlfriend of five years. He is essentially miserable and a walking pity party. Having gone a little over a month now, he is getting horny and restless, but he has also been complaining that jacking off makes him sad and it's the longest he's gone in five years without sex, etc. I tried to encourage him to go on Tinder or to, or go out and meet people, but he says he doesn't want to have a meaningless rebound and wants a special connection. Enter him essentially pulling the friend card and saying he would be interested in fucking my girlfriend. He made the case that they know each other well enough and it would help him get his confidence back. This felt a bit weird to me, but he made the argument of how he has helped me get laid in the past. This is true, only we've never actually shared significant others. I said I thought it could be a bad idea and he said he would never date my girlfriend. He's air quotes around never date my girlfriend. And she's air quote not really his type, end quote, but he feels like I should be able to trust the two of them. I talked with my girlfriend one-on-one. She felt bad for him, and I mentioned it almost like it was my idea, and we would be doing it as a favor to him. She thought about it and asked if I really wanted that. I said it was just an idea. She suggested that if her and him do have sex, it should be a day that I'm not around so my friend doesn't feel guilty, almost like she wanted to bang him just for the sake of it. So that's where we're at. I think it might happen. I am a bit nervous though because I know my friend has a big dick, so I feel like tempting a guy who wants to get his confidence back is kind of playing with fire. Mm. Wow, what mm-hmm. a what a great uh, first first one for the inbox. I've I've done all the talking. I'm still catching my breath, Moody. I'm gonna oh, let yeah. you you take point on this one. All right, man. So <laughs> this is kind of this is a crazy story. This is definitely super uncommon. I thought it was going to be a lot more, I don't know, normal than this, but this is kind of off the rails, but let me see. If I was in the man's position, to be honest, I don't understand the other guy, his friend, too much because for me, I mean, most relationships I've been in have been like kind of long, kind of like significant, and when I get out of them, of course it's sad for a little bit. But I'm never in such a state like that. 
I guess for me, I'm so removed from like the need for another person that I don't. I don't just get sad about that. I got plenty of other things to be sad about. So I, I just, I don't add not being currently in a relationship to that list. So I don't really understand his friend too much, especially the part about jacking off and getting more depressed about it. Yeah. That, 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 no, I mean, that's the thing is like, uh, I guess. Well, like, I know somebody like that actually. Where, where, yeah, if you do, I think like, because you know, your body releases like those hormones and chemicals and stuff like yeah. that dopamine. And some people have like, like post, post uh, post release like depression okay so I, that that could be a thing okay i mean that's fair um i mean i knowing somebody like that i still find it kind of hard to completely empathize with a person like that because it's not something i've ever experienced but even if that's the case for him it's way different to tell your friend i think that the person you're dating is attractive versus saying yeah, I kind of want to have sex with the person you're dating. That's that's not like even kind of. That's completely different, man. Like, if one of my friends says, "Hey, your girlfriend's attractive," I'm like, "Thank you, thank you." Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. If my friend says, "Man, I kind of want to smash your girlfriend," uh, then I'm like, "Ah, uh, yeah, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. How about?" Uh, how about you stop right there <laughs> how about you stop and don't go further like how about we just don't take this conversation anywhere and just cut it right here yeah. because that's a whole different thing I don't know I think anybody said I don't know if you say something like that to me like one it's, it's disrespectful you might be picking up teeth if you if yeah, you it just is say, disrespectful if you, if you just flat out say like yo I'm trying to try to get with your girl like like that I might I might have to swing but for how long have these people how long have these people been friends because I so, have a friend who I've, I've known for 16 years. He says this is his best friend. And so his best friend's been in the relationship five years. So it transcends five years. Okay. So. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like, for me, I'm going to put this in the idea of it's my best friend asking this. So if my friend Kevin, who I've known for 16, 17 years, if he said something like this, I'd basically say, you know, go fuck yourself in hell. Like, hell, what are you even saying? Hell no. Just, what are you talking about? It'd be one of those things, because we're close enough to where I'm not going to end the friendship because he asked me some crazy shit like that, but I'm definitely going to let it be known that you don't ask shit like that, because I don't know, man. I but value it, friendships over relationships it was, it was so it, far. But it like, wasn't also that, like, it wasn't that he has to do it. Well, one, he asked to do it, but he also played the friend card like, yo, like, you're not a real friend if you don't let me do this. Like, you know what I'm going through. At Yeah, at that point, I think that he's, I think that his friend's not willing to, like, ruin their friendship. I don't think. But at the same time, you can't be swayed by that friend card for unreasonable shit like that. Like, if it's the same thing if your friend, is, you get in a car with your friend, you're going somewhere, all of a sudden you stop at a gas station, your friend pulls out a gun, and he says he's about to go in there and get some money, you should come with him. And if you're like, no, I ain't really about that, and he's like, come on, bro, what the fuck? I'm like, I've all these things I've done for you, you ain't going to do this one thing for me. Just come in there and get the money. It's like, no, motherfucker, I'm not putting my life down like that for you, man. Just like this, I'm not putting my wife down for you like that, man. It's like, it's something crazy that no human being, no, like, 
all up all the way up there a human being would ask somebody else like yeah. you just don't you don't do that he must be in such a place right now where this idea seems like a reasonable thing to ask I don't I don't know man I wouldn't entertain the idea though this guy entertained it asked his girl kind of pretended like it was his idea I guess because he didn't want to throw his friend under the bus but I mean, any any okay I'll put it on you any benefit I I do unto someone that I consider a friend is because that person is my friend so like if I pay for someone's meal or we go out for drinks and I buy drinks or whatever I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna wave it over your head and be like hey you know remember I did this last time so you owe me this time because that's that's what being a friend is about so for him to pull the you know friend card is a shitty move and for especially for a favor like that really a dick move and unless you've been like out of pocket before and even for something like this like now this right here is just completely separated but you know if you've been like a shit friend and he asking something of you and you're just like yeah you know go fuck yourself you know then then yeah i could kind of see like that being the one exception to using the friend card yeah but for something like this where he's trying to guilt you mm-hmm. into doing it that guy is not your friend all right and then yeah, for real. the 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 story's not adding up all right you're he mm-hmm. wants to have sex right that's what tinder is for you will find a hookup if you get on tinder but he yeah. says he doesn't want just a, a yeah. pointless rebound he wants a meaningful connection why yeah, does story's he want, not adding up why does he want a meaningful connection with your girlfriend it sounds like they they've already got something going on yeah, if he doesn't want sex he wouldn't be asking for sex with your girlfriend like if he wants something deeper he didn't ask for that he's trying to ensure you that nothing deeper will happen well, he said before in the past that all he wants is something deeper. So it's not really adding up what he wants here. It sounds to me like he really he's, wants to take your girlfriend from you. He's being a weasel is what yeah, that is. That, like that's very, very weaselly, very kind of snake-like and conniving. I mean, I just go ahead. My, my best advice is separate yourself from the both of them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've are I, I, I would have just never... Bro, I would have cut my. I would have cut that guy off, but since you were swayed, you gotta get a get a backbone too. I'm gonna say that for yeah, sure. For real. You you gotta develop some some backbone and some fortitude mm-hmm. for something like that. But since you brought it up to your girl and you pitched it like it was your idea, then I mean now you know that she's more open to se- to other sexual things. Like she's probably gonna go on and do it. Like you've given her the green light, and she's already probably thought about it before your girl's not your girl anymore like just go on and yeah cut cut both of them out of your life and just find your own find your own new peace of mind and yeah don't don't fall for that kind of stuff anymore yeah honestly the situation went way too far for you to like be able to reconcile with all these people with all parties involved because now it's kind of irreversible the damage that you've, that's been done yeah it's i mean not now, your fault I mean, so now, like, what? She's like, okay, well, we'll just do it on a day when you're not home. So, like, is it now, like, every da- every time you step out of the house, are you going to be, you know, worried about, like, okay, like, is he around the corner? Is he? Yeah. Because now you're thinking you're going to walk in on them getting it on, and you just might. And mm-hmm. you got to understand, like, well, first, take, you got to understand, you you let that happen. You could have said no. You, and whatever does happen, whatever does come of this is, is done. All right? Just, if you really want to take some type of, if you really want to take some type of path where all of you guys end up still friends and your relationship is still, you know, intact, you gotta sit these people down and talk with them, like, and 
really stress your standpoint here of where you're at. Kind of stress to your friend that what he's asking is fucked up. You don't ask that shit in the first place. And hell no, you're not doing it. And then stress to your girl what she's saying is fucked up. You don't want that. It's not because, I remember, mean, he pitched it like it was his idea. I mean, so, I know. You can't, like, guilt. You can't you blame can't, your girlfriend when you said it was your idea. But or, you can't change anyone's mind or... Yeah. You can't change anyone's stance on it either. I think the longer you stay around these people, the more chances there are of you just ending up really, really hurt. Yeah. And really fucked up by this whole thing. So, I think, yeah, probably also just cutting them out of your life is probably the best. Yeah, that's... I you mean... Had, you had outs before, but now you don't really have any. Yeah, there's there's way too many red flags on this. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um... So, it's fucked up. Your friend's fucked up. Yeah. Your friend's a bad dude. Yeah, you don't that guy's not your friend. Don't don't hang out with him anymore. Do yeah. the do the cutoff move, man. Get that guy out of your life. Yep. Sock him sock him out once if you need to. <laughs> Catch a charge, man. Actually, no, I'm not gonna sponsor that. Don't I'm not co-signing that, but like yo, go to the gym, get some weights, hit the punching bag. Yeah, sure. Get that out of your system. All and right. definitely, um oh great, the AC's going off now. I can tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Um uh, Definitely get get with us, man. Check check in, follow up, and uh, take care of yourself after that too. Because I know yeah. going through something like that is not something that just kind of mulls over uh, easy. Because I mean, you're about to be cucked, my guy. That's for sure. That's what it sounds. Like. If you stick around, you're you're getting cucked. Is what's happening. If you are into the idea of being cucked, hey, this might be this might be a great situation for you. If not, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you gotta go, man. Otherwise, it's just downhill from there. That's crazy. So that was the first segment of Two Cents to the Buck. So if you uh, ever feel like opening up to us a little bit, you want to talk to us, get some things off your mind, and hear our two cents, our take on it, well, you know how to reach us. It's neverknowsbestfm at gmail.com or hit us on our DMs on uh, Instagram at neverknowsbest.fm. All right. The inbox is always open. Say what you want to say. Okay. And now we're going to just, I don't know, talk that talk and move on into the... Alrighty, man. Do you have any more topics that you wanted to talk no, about I don't. specifically? No, I don't. But I, okay. I know you brought your own notes. and I'm, Yeah, I bought a couple. I we're getting a little couple. close to like wrap-up time, so we might have to condense mm-hmm. a little bit of it. Yeah, it's not a problem. My notes are kind of just like things I wanted to touch on for a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, kind of like where we've been since the last episode. I don't think we talked about that yet. Uh, Do you want to save that for the very, very end? No, we can talk about it now because I don't have any other notes, so I don't mind. So, I mean, like, I kind of forget what was going on during the last, last episode because it's been, like, so long ago now. Last, last episode. So, by the the time this is up, the last episode will also be up, too. And that's, like, uh I still have, like, the last half hour that I just need to go on and finish looking over and all that stuff. I'm just busy with life and I'm I'm doing what I got to do to take care of myself like so before the last episode it was like the end of February beginning of March mm-hmm. I had a wedding to go to so there wasn't going to be a an episode the following weekend and then there wasn't one after that and then it was just kind of kind of news was kind of dead in the water and I feel like you know yeah. consistency is always good but we also want to give you a quality show so I was kind of content with the silence I was able to focus on myself get things on track with my personal life and all that stuff and also, yeah. just see where things were going with the podcast. And even in that silence, I, I felt a little discouraged. I was kind of like, man, you know, we got this podcast going and nobody's really listening or anything. You know, I wonder if we should just drop it all together. 
But um, then I, I actually went back and I looked at the numbers and I saw we were actually getting more plays. And even today when we were in here, we looked over the analytics and saw where we got some plays even on our previous episodes. And I was like, all right, well, we're going we're gonna to stick with this longer. And even then, I, I remember I made a promise that this year we're going to go to SuperCon and we're going to cover that. So yeah, that is, that's, that's my end game. That's what I want to stick around to see through with the podcast. Yeah, And that's what I'm looking forward to going forward. Kind of similar with him. I've been kind of just taking a break, man. Like, school school ended, the semester ended, like, last month. And I've had about three weeks off of school so, so far. And it's been really nice, really stress-free. Just been kind of being a fucking potato or whatever at home and just chilling. And it's been nice. It's, it's completely new to me at least for the past like year to have absolutely nothing be stressing you at all once like once the school semester was done because man that was fucking rough like the weeks leading up to finals week and everything like that that shit was rough i was like pulling my fucking hair out but as soon as all that was gone i'm gonna be honest the first few days i was still like kind of like what did i forget to do uh do i need to go to class today do i need to work on an assignment do i need to study like but it was over once that like kind of adrenaline school adrenaline wore off shit i was at peace <laughs> i was really at peace for a while but now i got school again coming up the summer semester it should be way lighter of a load than i took last semester but that's all i'm fucking with right now i don't have that many semesters left i've got the summer semester but then fall spring and i'm done so I'm hoping that it all like kind of works out, but that's what I'm fucking with. I've been playing a lot of games and watching a lot of people play games. And that's kind of what I want to segue this into talking about is games. Because, man, games. Because, <laughs> man, video games, dude. There's been some really great news happening in the games world recently, man. Specifically about shit that I give a shit about. Yeah. And one of those things is, first of all... Why do we even talk Avengers? Like, Yakuza update. Yeah. Where are you at with Yakuza? Where am I at with it? I finally decided to pick it up again, so... I put it down when I was in the middle of like the cabaret clubs, and yeah. he had told me, like, I'd, I was actually at the very... I was at the next to last one, the Millionaire League, and this mm-hmm. guy told me, he's like, yo, you gotta get 20,000 fans before yep. you can even, you know, think of going in the Millionaire League. And max out your girls. Which is very true, and that's exactly what I did. That's, yeah, that's pretty much what I did. You I, only got to max out your Platinum girls, though. Did all the training sure. and everything like that. Um, although, although it is nice to max out a couple of bonus girls that you can pick up from side stories. Well, after, by the time you get to the Millionaire League, you have seven. Well, including uh, Yumi, you have seven. Mm. So, yeah, like, seven slots, and then all you need is, like, your gold. So, yeah. after that, I put, like, the headmistress in there as, like, a backup. Yeah, the things you want most are the people who have escorted mm-hmm. in their, like, buffs, because that just gives you the most money up front and gets you, like, the most of your heat time, like, built up in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, like, they give you a fucking ton of money, and they always say they want to stay for extra. And once that happens, man, you're just raking it in. Yep. You can get six of those. Just, like, all people escorted. Get all six of them to say, yeah, they want to go again. And then all you're getting after that is more people who want, usually people who want specific requests, which yeah. is the same thing as escort. A ton of fucking money. But, yeah. yeah. 
So you're just doing that? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I did that. I got back into the story. Um, and I've uh, been enjoying it. And we got like... Okay. Um, I kind of went on a fucking tear when it comes to Yakuza. I, I bought... Still waiting on Project Judge to come out. Yeah. They, uh, did you hear the controversy that happened with Project Judge? No, I didn't. So one of the actors... In Japan, they got very strict, very, very strict drug laws, drug use laws. Mm-hmm. And one of the actors, because for the Yakuza series, AC's back on, by the way, but for the Yakuza series, they get real dudes, like real big dudes to like be the faces in their roles. That's why all of the characters look so photorealistic, besides Kiryu and like Majima, um, because they're real people in real life. Yeah. And turns out, one of the guys they got to act and judge got busted on a cocaine charge in Japan, which meant that... They took, Sega took all copies of Judge out of the stores. They have re, they, they recast his character in the game, have reanimated a new face for that character in the game, and have separated themselves from him, and that has slowed down the Western release for Judge because they have to, you know, they had to remake all scenes with that guy in them, in the game, to because they cut an actor out. Yeah. So it's like it's the it's a weird thing that you can only do in video games where it's like if they put out a movie and they had an actor in it, then the actor got busted on a cocaine charge. They'd take the movies off the shelves, but they wouldn't be able to reshoot it. Yep. So with video games you can, weirdly, and so that's what Sega is doing. And so it's probably gonna be a hot minute before we get that game over here. I feel kinda bad for that dude though, because one second you're immortalized in a video game franchise. The next second, they just completely cut you out of history. It's kind of weird. It's, it's for one charge, too. It's for, a, it's for a cocaine charge. I'm not a fan of anybody who does cocaine or the cocaine lifestyle. That, yeah. that shit always seems crazy and like weird to me. But I don't think they should have done them like this. Right. But apparently this is pretty common for Japan. But I played... I borrowed a PS3 from someone to play Yakuza 3. Yeah. Shit game, you can skip it. Then, I bought Yakuza 4 and 5 on PlayStation to play them. Unlike the PlayStation Now, I bought PlayStation Now to play those games for, like, to stream those games, rather. Yeah. Played through both of those, done with them. Now I'm just waiting to buy Yakuza 6 and finish the story. Because Yakuza 6, as far as I know, as far as I've heard, is the end of Kiryu's story. For whatever that means, I don't know. I don't know how it ends. I've been somewhat spoiled a little bit looking tiny things up about it. But I'll say this. Yakuza 5 probably... I'll say Yakuza 4 and 5 are probably the best games in the series. They would have been they would have been hands down the best if 1 and 2 didn't get the Kiwami treatment mm-hmm. and didn't get the remakes. They would have been hands down the best. But Yakuza 4 and 5 from a storytelling aspect are far and away the best games. And they throw so many new characters at you. In Yakuza 4, I think you you have two new playable characters that you didn't have before. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then in 5, you have uh, another one that you had never met before. Uh, So I think it still limits it to 4. No? I think technically 5, because Haruka is playable. She's playable. You, You get to play as Haruka. Tight. And she has heat moves. I won't tell you. I won't tell you in what fashion, no, in what facet. No, that's fine. 
She's got heat moves, man. I'm, Yakuza's one of them series where you can't just play one game. For real, for real. Like, you gotta play them all. Except three. You can skip three because the localization was shit. But skipping uh, the Yakuza talk, I've updated my greatest games of all time list mm-hmm. to put Nier Automata at the top. Yeah. And I only put it there at the top after I watched the Let's Play of it because it's one of those games where you beat it once and you feel like you're done. You feel like you've, like, experienced Nier as the completed product. Then you watch somebody else play it and you realize you were never done. Like, you were the farthest thing from done because watching somebody else experience Nier, experiencing it through them, is... It's like a completely new thing. It, like, changes your mind and deepens your enjoyment of the of the product that they gave you. But Nier Automata, man, that is the most polished game of all fucking time. It is... Yoko Taro and his studio, they did... They made a masterpiece, for real. A modern masterpiece with Nier Automata, man. The soundtrack, the visuals, the storytelling, every single thing about that game is perfect. Like, there's no flaws in that game to me whatsoever. But I, I also, I think, uh, gave Freddy my copy of Nier. So hopefully, when he's done with Yakuza Kiwami 2, if he doesn't want to immediately go to 4, 5, 6, he can just play Nier and, you know, get that out of the way. But um, besides that, Persona 5 had some news dropped about it. They're releasing Persona 5 R, which is Persona 5 The Royal, and Persona 5 S, which stands for Persona 5 Scramble. Persona 5 Scramble is a Musou game, which is one of those, like, slasher beat-em-up games. You, you know Hyrule Warriors? Yeah. It's like that, except with Persona characters. It's not a real Persona game, truly, but... You know, it's whatever. A lot of people were disappointed by that announcement, but it is what it is. Persona 5 The Royal, though, is a re-release of Persona 5 with a fuck ton of content. They did this with Persona 4, where they added um, Persona 4 Golden, mm-hmm. um, added new characters, new dungeons, new scenes, new everything. Mainly the same game up front, but with a ton of added content. Same thing for Royal. Mainly the same game, but a ton of added content. Um, would I recommend just waiting for Royal to play Persona 5? Maybe. You can buy Persona 5 right now for $20. And when Royal, when the Royal comes out, it's going to be 60 It's going to be a new game. So I'd say probably play Persona 5 now if you wanted to. If you ever wanted to play it, just buy it now for 20 Play that shit because it's a great fucking game. Probably, for me, number two on my list of best games of all time. But um, play that... And I'm definitely playing the shit out of Royal when it comes out. I beat Persona 5 twice. Probably put 400 hours into that game. I'm going to put 600 into this one. So It is what it is, man. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all the video game stuff I wanted to talk about. And that's really all we have for the show. I mean, I think it was... Don't call it a comeback. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we're still here. I mean, I think we had a great time in. We're running out of time with our recording space. And it's a beautiful day out, so I think I'm going to go enjoy it and I'll do all the editing and other stuff tomorrow. So thank you for joining us. If you ever want to hit us again on our inbox, go on and hit us at neverknowsbestfm at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Insta at neverknowsbest.fm. This has been Player One. Once again, we're Moody. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's me. Thanks again for listening. Peace. Bye-bye.